You've been reading anything online recently. It seems like Phil Dracovic is chopped liver. Why is he getting so much hate? You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, A.J. Black. Okay, so Phil Dracovic, if you're a Boston College fan, you know his potential at this point. You know what you've seen him able to do. When I think of Phil Dracovic, I look at certain games, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But you're all, you know, we're hitting summer mode, and all the hot take pieces are popping up all over the place, uh, it, you know, in terms of BC's record, in terms of players. And one of the consistent themes I have seen so far is a lack of respect for Phil Dracovic. And it all starts with his injury history, which I'm sure is a big part of it. But 247 Sports had on their website their uh, 25 top, sorry, 20 best quarterbacks by Brad Crawford. Uh, they, they list their top 25, 20 quarterbacks. And on this infographic, there is a lack of Phil Dracovic. He doesn't make the list. He falls behind quarterbacks such as Will Rogers of Mississippi State, Malik Cunningham, Anthony Richardson, Tyler Van Dyke, who's played in about three games, Spencer Rattler, and uh, Hendon Hooker, Dylan Gabriel. I mean, there's some on there that should be there. Sam Hartman should be on there. Devin Leary, I get it. Grayson McCall, got it. But... Phil Dracovic's not even on this list. And this is mind-blowing because if you talk to draft heads out there, they are looking at Phil Dracovic, if he has a decent season, as a first-round draft pick, as a potential top three or four quarterbacks in this class. And he's not even in this top 20 conversation. This is ridiculous because Dracovic has all the tools to be an elite quarterback at the NCAA level for Boston College this year. He has every possibility of being better than some of these quarterbacks. And I get why some are on here. But guys like Tyler Van Dyke, who hasn't really played all that much, or um, Malik Cunningham, who really can't throw a football, and Spencer Rattler, who got basically run out of Oklahoma because he's not that good. Spencer Rattler is eighth on this list. I mean, come on. You know, I, I I get the I get the injury worries, but the fact that he's not even mentioned, I think, is disrespect. And I'm not I'm not even I you know I don't want to come across as a honk here, because at this point going into the season when they do the All ACC um, preseason team, I wouldn't even put Phil Dracovic. I mean, he's probably an honorable mention at this point. He deserves to be below Sam Hardman, deserves to be below below uh, Brennan Armstrong, and he be- deserves to be below Devin Leary at this point. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's not even on that because you, you'll get some uh, you know Southern writers that are going to put Tyler Van Dyke in there too. So I am not all that uh, into the hate totally, but I just look at this list and I and I know I know I know these lists are made to get us talking, and I know that they're made for reactions and you know to 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 appease or get fan bases up in a fury. Well. Mission accomplished 247. You got me going here because I think Phil Dracovic, in my humble opinion, 
a guy that is a top 10 Heisman candidate going into next year, according to most gambling services, they have him in the top 10, deserves to be on this list. Now, if you open up their link and you find their, you, you go down the rabbit hole and go into 247 Sports, you will find out that they have Dracovic at number 23. Again, I I just think of the, the Georgia State game, and I know Georgia State was bad. But Phil Dracovic shredded that defense and put up uh, NCAA 14 numbers in that game. Like he had three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns, and he he basically won that game on his own on his own shoulders uh, because defense wasn't making many stops either. Uh, so I, you know I I think he has the potential to be an elite quarterback to be that next level. And it's interesting because 247 is a big network of sites. They have a whole bunch of you know good writers there. Tyler Calvaruso, who covers BC, is awesome too. But they also had the top six, uh, top 20 quarterbacks that could be drafted in the next upcoming class. And I thought there was some really interesting, uh, sorry, 15 rated quarterbacks. And this one wasn't so much hate on Phil Dracovic as, yeah, you got him in a decent number, but I still don't think the guys in front of him are better than Phil Dracovic. And, and again, you guys, I, I can hear some of you guys at home going, oh, AJ, you're being such a honk this today. You're, be, you know, you're being a homer. Well, here are the quarterbacks. He's number six on this list. So that's good, right? You, you think that's like, like a good number to be. But the, here's the quarterbacks that are ranked higher than him as a draft-ready quarterback. Keaton Slovis. Who, um, yeah, I mean, not bad, but has he done anything? I probably not. Another one, uh, and the biggest one for me, you know, obviously Bryce Young and T.J. Stroud are going to be ahead of him. They're going to be in there every every time. D.J. Ugagalale or D.J.U. So I don't have to keep watching his name. Okay, I was just actually talking talking to Mitch Wolf our our Mondays with Mitch, and he's he's starting to come around on D.J. He's got a long way to go before you even talk about NFL readiness. And I'm not ready to hate on him because he does have all the tools to be there. But he is almost on the verge of being pushed out as a starter. He can barely, you know, like some of the games he played last year, he looked completely lost in the passing game. Um, And I just, you know, he's a... He's a reclamation project at this point with lots of upside, but the third-ranked quarterback in this group, no way, no, 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 no. And I and I get it. You know, Jakovic's in that list too. Of well, he hasn't been healthy. How can he be so high? Well, when he's healthy, he puts it together. He's able to put together big games and show what he's able to. DJ, watching him play in a game, hasn't been able to consistently do that to a level that puts me puts him at that top tier. And I mean, he could, I'm just saying right now he does not. So, you know, there's a lot of talk about Phil Dracovic and this is going to be kind of the, the theme for this whole season, right? You're going to see what he does, how he does against good, better competitions, how healthy he can stay. And that will kind of dictate, you know, what his draft stock's going to be, because if he gets hurt, it's, he's not going to be a first round draft pick. He'll be a third or fourth round. Cause that'll be three straight years with huge injuries. If he can stay healthy though, and put up to the, some big numbers, first-round draft pick is easily in the talk. And I thought it was interesting, too. It, this is not all just a 247 sports talk. There's a lot of locked-on shows. I mean, our network is huge. And we have a group chat. And I mentioned to the group they were talking about guys that got left off that list of the first one with the top 20 quarterbacks uh, into next year. 
And there was a, uh, it was I think it was either a, a Big Twelve or, or SEC school that said, "I don't even know who Phil Dracovic is." Well, here's me saying this: I believe by the end of this year, fans from around the country are going to know who Phil Dracovic is. They're going to be well aware of what he can and can't do, and what he can do, and how he can change a game. I I fully expect him to have that big season this year. And I think these these uh stories that are coming out right now, just like the stats that I always talk about like the FP+ and the SP+ or whatever they are, they are all very heavily weighted towards last year when Dennis Grossell was the quarterback. So, I think if Dracovic can put that together, all of these stories and things that are going on right now, they're all going to be kind of dust in the wind. Speaking of lack of respect starting a season, betonline.ag has their opening uh, over-unders for BC football and win totals. We're going to get into why I think it's ludicrous in just a moment. And speaking of BetOnline, our partners of BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find out the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next year's NFL and NCAA futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends in action. Make sure to head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. Hello, Locked On Boston College fans. Thank you for making us your number one first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Now, we've talked about over-unders before for the 2022 season. I believe they came out pretty close to the end of the regular season for the 21 year. And I, you know, I think it hasn't really changed all that much. But our partners over at Bet Online, they gave out a giant list of all the teams and and, and the over unders you can take for futures for this college football season. Now, last year Boston College had an over under of seven. So if you bet the over, you would have lost. They're at six and a half this year, which is meaning meaning that they're projected to have a bit of a slide here. I mean, not much, but. That's where uh, Bet Online has their line at, and I don't. I'm not on board with this because I think Boston College is better than they are on paper. Now, as I said before, no matter what metric you use to measure where BC is at, I find it not to be as reliable as you would for a team like Clemson or Florida State, because BC, it, you know, they lost their premier quarterback last year, and you replaced him with Dennis Grossell. Now, what you think of how Halfley he managed that is not not the point for this. You're going into another season with, as I just said in the first segment, I think one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Uh, you know, probably, top, in my opinion, top 10 if he's healthy. You're going in with that quarterback. You're going in with arguably one of the top five wide receivers in the country. You have uh, good talent around him. You have the fourth-ranked secondary Almost all of coming back except for Braden's, Brandon Sebastian. And I'd argue some of the talent that they're bringing in is as talent, talented as he is. So is that enough to win seven games and win this bet? I think so. Because I think there's some automatic wins or or heavily... Fa- well, I don't want to say automatic because then when I lose, you got to go, Hey, AJ, you're an idiot. Which, hey, I'm an idiot a lot of times, but I'm not going to be an idiot about this. I, I will I will tone it down a little bit. You have arguably 
favor, heavily favored wi- uh, wins against Rutgers, Maine, UConn, Syracuse, Duke, which gives you five wins right there. Now, every other game, to me, other than maybe Notre Dame on the road, is either a toss-up. Like there's, I mean, I don't want to say they're all toss-ups, but I think there's a lot of toss-ups in there. Or uh, heavily favored, uh, or or more of a, a, a possibility of a loss there. And also, six, I think they're going to beat Virginia Tech. I don't think Virginia Tech is going to be as good as people think they were going to be. So that's six wins. Can they win one other game to win that bet? You bet your butt they're going to win that one of those games with Djokovic and Zay Flowers. That seems like an easy bet to me. I, I you know, I'm not going to get into should I go with eight? Should you go with nine? What's a successful season? I'm just talking betting odds here. I'm talking about the over under here at six and a half. And to me, seven seems like easy money because there are so many games on here that just look like the, on paper BC could win easily. And I, you know, I think there's teams like Florida State, Louisville, even, you know, you might even say like NC State that BC could hang with or possibly beat. So I think the wins are there. And, and Clemson, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm on board with B, as I said on last week's episode, the BC could pull a upset from Clemson. Now, the, the part I hate about gambling is there's so much un, you know, there's so much uncertainty at this point. Like you're doing futures. That's like basically like taking a wild guess because last year you would have looked at that schedule and you'd say, you got Djokovic, your, your money. And what happens? He gets hurt and everything goes to crap. This year you're going in going, okay, I got Djokovic and Zay Flowers. Hopefully they can hold it together. But you know, there's all these other things. I don't know how they're going to react. How's the offensive line going to look? How's the defensive line? How are these new coaches going to look? So, I mean, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, but I still feel like it's good value here at six and a half. I still think BC is at least a seven win team next year. And and hopefully, you know, we'll talk about this as we get closer to the season. We'll be better than that. But seven wins to me seems like just, you know, you want to get yourself a free dinner. Drops, go to betonline.ag and, and drop some money on it. I think it's a it's an easy it's an easy value win. While we're at it, there's two other for my my personal taste buds. There's two other bets I like as well, and one is eight and a half for Miami. I would take the over on that. I I, I don't know. I'm buying it on the U. I I love the the staff that Mario Cristobal has put together, and he's going to walk in with one of the better quarterbacks in the conference in a weak coastal conference. So give me eight and a half at my, uh, for Miami. And then for an under Clemson at 10 and a half. I know that I, I cannot imagine them winning um, 11 games next year to win that. You'd have to have them go 11 and one. And I, you know, they got to play wake forest. They got to play NC state. They got to play BC. They even have a frisky Spencer Rattler in South Carolina that is probably dying to beat them so 10 and a half I mean I, I gotta take Clemson I mean 10 and 2 that doesn't seem like that unreasonable to them or or below that I mean that seems like easy money too so those are my those are my two bet online choices that I I, I that stood out to me what are yours check out betonline.ag and let me know what your over and unders are going to be for the upcoming season now in our final segment I want to send out a quick cheers to the class of 2022 a group that had quite the athletic journey in their four years at Boston College. This is Locked On Boston College, A.J. Black, 
So this is a message out to the class of 2022. Congratulations on doing it. You made through your years at Boston College, and you are now part of our alumni. But I wanted to to, to thank you all because I know it's this group of kids has it's one of the first that are really getting through their four years at Boston College with the vast majority of their years there completely messed up by COVID-19. Now, when they got there, they got to see Steve Adazio in that first year in 2019. Uh, 2018 and 2019. Uh, and, you know, they were what they were. You know, there was some good games there. There's still some boring football as well. But then that March of 2020 hit and everything went to crap. While you had a new football coach in Jeff Halfley, there was no spring practice, no spring game. The women's basketball team was on the verge of making an NCAA tournament for the first time in over 10 years. That was canceled. And then life, as you probably knew it, was di- different on campus from there on out. You had all that testing and stuff in 2020 uh, for the football season. There was no fans. There was no fans at the basketball games. That whole year, it was just a complete waste from 2020 to 2021. And so, I, you know, I just feel for you guys because I know how important for me athletics was at my, during my time at Boston College. And to have some of it taken away, it, it stinks. And then 2021, you got football back. And <laughs> what happens for you? you? You're going in with all this excitement about Phil Dracovic and, and a big season. And he goes down and then all your expectations go to crap. I, I keep saying that word, but it's like that's kind of all, all I can imagine it felt like, right? Because I was at some of those home games. You know, I went to the NC State game. I was in the press box. I was at the Wake Forest game. Those were just two ugly, ugly games. And those were just the lopsided games. They were still ugly games that you probably watched in your dorm room that were the games on the road, the Louisville game, Syracuse game. I mean, my goodness, there was some just really poor football to watch. And the basketball kind of revitalized things. But for all the class of 2022, you know, it it just to me, it seems like you you may have missed some things while you were on campus, but... Stick around with BC Sports. Don't give up on them yet because you have a football program that I think is going in the right direction. You have a basketball program that, again, I think is going in the right direction. You have two coaches that seemingly have good ideas on how to get Boston College sports back into the top 25. And I think those are exciting moves right there. Now, for hockey, you saw your coach, Jerry York, retire. He's gone, but... Hey, I, I'm not that sold that that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, he's the one of the winningest coaches of all times, but sometimes a new set of fresh blood could really invigor, invigorate this program. So, you know, when you get a chance to come back to Boston College, do it. You know, find your friends that are in the area, go see a game, go tailgate, go to the young alumni events. It's a lot of fun to still be part of this, you know, community, even if you've already graduated. Um, you know, obviously you can't go to the mods unless you get some friends there. You know, those last, next couple of years you can do that. But, um, you know, try to find those moments where you can get to those games, do those types of things, because it's still fun. I mean, gosh, I am well outside of my BC years now, but I still get the chills every time for the first year, you know, for the first game of the year for football that I walk on campus and see everyone cooking on their grills and, and the smell of like, you know, fall football it's something special and and you know hopefully if basketball gets things back going you'll be there when it's sold out and back to the way it was in 2005 2006 i'm getting way ahead of myself with that team but 
I still think it's still worth it, right? So again, congratulations to all of you. You did it. You made it through four years at Boston College. You did it through some really weird stuff and you came out and hopefully you got to go light the world on fire. Uh, thank you all for listening. This is AJ Black. On tomorrow's show is Recruiting Wednesday. We're going to dive into basketball and football recruiting news that you're going to want to know, including anything else that's going on in basketball, uh, Boston College news and analysis. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. You can follow the website, I mean, the, the Twitter account for this podcast at LockedOnBC. And for those of you who have not done so already, please, 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 please subscribe to our YouTube page. Just look up Locked On BC. Hit that subscribe button. We get a few of you new ones each day. As I said, if there's breaking news, I'm going to start putting little like bonus things up, especially during the summer, on the YouTube page exclusively. It's been quiet. But hey, if they name a new AD, if they name a new, uh, you know, if they fire Mike Gambino, you know, things like that. We'll get into all the the little news, newsy things that come up. Um, on the YouTube page with some special stuff. So make sure you subscribe. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. Thank you all, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care.